the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. And it's interesting, the, the number one issue right now that people care about is, in fact, health care. And, I, you know, it probably should be because uh, Obamacare has put us into dire straits. We're in, in a really tough position where people, uh, and we heard from several of them this week on, on the radio show, some, in some cases, they're paying fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars $1,600 a month for health care. That's unacceptable. I mean, that, that's ridiculous. To the average American, fifteen or sixteen hundred bucks a month—that could be a—that could be a house payment, and you're paying that in medical insurance that you may rarely use. You know, you might. No, I, I don't know that anybody uh, uses healthcare enough to warrant that kind of a premium. Now, if you have really yeah, bad health critical, problems, yeah, you would. usually critical condition. They th- they believe, however, they can do for eighteen hundred dollars a year. Uh, between eighteen hundred and two thousand dollars a year, they can uh, give everyone catastrophic coverage. Um, and I, I, you know, like this is a a, a thing we talked about a few months ago. It was and then you just pay for everything else. Yeah, you, know, you pay for everything else, and it depends on what your salary is. So if you have a low salary, your catastrophic coverage kicks in pretty at a pretty low level. If you're a multimillionaire, it's a very high level, and you need to get real full insurance. However, uh, it's a pretty minimal expense uh, to have that. Uh, that uh, you know that level, and uh, I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting proposal when you put it up against what we have. Like, if I'm going to come in and design a healthcare uh, proposal, it's not going to be based on what we have now because that, what we have now, I think, is a disaster. However, if you're going to take, if we're going to wind up, we're going to say, look, we're we're spending a lot of money on healthcare from the government. I think it's a much smarter way to to actually spend it. I mean, if you put people, because really, what we're talking about here is not health insurance; it's wealth insurance. We are saying we have a system that protects you if you have no money, right? Mm-hmm. That's called Medicaid. Uh, we have a, pr- a system that protects you if you're older than 65. It's called Medicare. We have uh, S-chip that protects you if you're young. Really, we're talking about people who are in the lower to upper middle class um, that are in, the, in your main earning ages is what we're talking about covering. Obviously, the vast majority of those people are covered. So you're talking about a small subset of that. Um, and what we're trying to do with these programs like the Republicans are talking about is, hey, we'll give you subsidies to make it cheaper. But the, the problem with it is never solved, which is it's not insurance. It's just a prepayment of medical expenses. When you're paying $1,600 a month, that's not, that's not a rational insurance policy because you're just getting everything covered. You know, like you're going in there and you're paying a copay uh, after, of course, you get to your deductible. But you're paying a copay so that you can go and get your cough medicine covered by by your insurance, which is a stupid way to do it. You should just pay for those things um, or you can get additional uh, coverage. The government should not be spending money to cover your colds. It just shouldn't. Um, If now we're talking about medical bankruptcy um, is a real problem because it's really hard to plan for. Uh, if you have uh, no insurance and you can't afford a, uh, you know, a major insurance plan and you wind up getting a heart attack or a car crash, it can wipe you out. And what, is this, what does this actually prevent? You said this a million times, Pat. You can get the health care. It's not, it's not guaranteeing your health care. It is guaranteeing you getting health care and being able to keep your job and your possessions. Mm-hmm. Because we already give you health care if you don't have a job and possessions. So it's a matter of, do you have to sell your home and spend all of your money first before you get this health care? We're guaranteeing the home. We're not guaranteeing the health care. And that is a, it's a distinction 
that's important because we can do that a lot cheaper. We can mm -hmm. we can actually uh, ensure your wealth much more cheaply than $1,600 a month. We can do it for probably close to $1,600 a year. And I think, honestly, everybody would want to be involved in that. If you took a deductible plan, like if you're making, I think, I, and I, the numbers, I just read an extensive study on this, um, but the numbers are something like, if you're making $100,000 a year, it's something like your first $8,000 you'd have to pay. That's just you. Or you can get additional insurance, okay? So you can, you, you, $8,000, you're spending, that's just you. Now look, that could be $8,000. If you go up to that full amount, you're gonna be about $1,000 a month, okay? Mm -hmm. It's gonna wind up being $1,000 a month mm -hmm. if you space it out over the entire year. Um, but you can get additional insurance to just cover that $8,000. And then after that, you wind up getting um, a catastrophic level it kicks in where you have a, a small copay for a, a bunch of money and then everything at the real high end is covered. So. It's not going to wipe out your lifestyle uh, if you have a terrible thing go on uh, like that. Um, however, if you're making $40,000, the, the levels would be a lot lower, and you could do it a lot more cheaply. And it, honestly, you could do it for what they think is less than half, less than half of Obamacare's cost, cover everyone in the nation that is uninsured with this catastrophic coverage. Mm -hmm. do it for less than half of Obamacare, and honestly, with all the other changes they have in there, it basically pays for itself. So you don't even you would have no expenditures at all, um, and then you know people are left of their own to spend for the basics. But that's a set, that's actually insurance, and then people would care about the costs of those smaller things. No one cares about what the, what they're paying to go to a to, to a doctor's or you know for basic medical treatment because they're never paying for it. And the cost would go down if and you what, left this up to people paying for it mm -hmm. right then and there, mm -hmm. and that's the full price. Uh, eventually, the doctor's prices would come down because the free market would kick kick in and somebody would offer a lower price to get you into their into their practice than the other guy like you know if a doctor visit starts out at 150 dollars per visit which probably is about where they'd be um instead of your copay of 20 or 30 or mm -hmm. whatever that is um and you stopped going there because of it and maybe you went somewhere that only charged a hundred dollars per visit eventually the guy who charges 150 would probably come down Eventually, remember, the market forces would work. And you say, well, wait a minute, $150 is a lot for a doctor's appointment. First of all, you're already paying it. This is what people don't understand. You've paid it in advance. <clears throat> yeah. You know that January where you had no doctor's appointments? You gave them, you paid for 10 of them. You paid for 10 doctor's appointments that you didn't use. And then in February, you paid for 10 more and you went once. So now you've paid mm -hmm. for 20 doctor's appointments and you've gone once. This is a terrible idea. Now, there is a part it's a weird of system. this. It is a weird system. And, and, and it's, you know, is there a part of it where, it can, like, if you have, uh, you got to get an MRI, it might wind up evening out. Uh, if you have a massive uh, issue, like a car accident or, a, a t you know, cancer develops, God forbid, or a heart attack or whatever, you can get there, obviously. And that's how insurance works. But insurance works because they, insurance companies make money. They, the, 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 insurance is a terrible investment. In, in a basic money return. Like you're not supposed to, you know, if an insurance company paid out more uh, on average than they took in, they wouldn't exist. That almost never happens. I'll, get, I'll give you a good example. Um, my, my mom uh, passed away recently and she left me this uh, policy. 
I, di- I didn't even know she'd done this. Hmm, she took out some kind of little, it's, it's a $6,000 policy. It's no big deal. But um, to her so. it was. Yeah. She, paid, nice. she paid $60 a month uh, for that death benefit that is paid to me. Uh, and she did it for 17 years. Wow. She paid, I, I think I figured out, she paid $17,000 for a $6,000 policy. Uh, that's good for the insurance company. Wasn't good for my mom. Right. It's not supposed to be. It's not. Right? Su- yeah. Insurance is, however, if she had died in year two. Yes, it then, would have been a then good you investment. benefit, and that's but what they you're take that now. risk because they know most people are going to live longer, and she did, and and mm-hmm. so uh, it's going to work out to their benefit in the long run. But if if it was the other way around, where the insurance company always paid out vastly more than than the premiums that came to them, they'd be out of business. Yeah, that's there wouldn't happens. be any insurance companies. No, uh, you know, and this is one of the reasons I actually do like the uh, a policy that has been uh, touted by Rand Paul over the years, which is that same, instead of why do we buy insurance policies by the year? Isn't that strange? Like, again, like it would be much easier to group the risk of people over a long period of time. So you're not like you're not saying, okay, well, this person developed something um, uh, that's really bad, and now we're going to jack up their rates. And Obamacare tries to cover that. It tries to deal with that problem by saying you can't jack up the rates. So that, but that screws the, the entire insurance process. It jacks everybody's rates up. If instead uh, people could buy like life insurance, um, health insurance, so you you're, you know you start uh, when you're um, people say, you know save for college for their kids. Mm-hmm. If you did the same thing for um, uh, health insurance and started purchasing a health insurance plan for your kid when they turn 18, and you put money away and you lock in a rate at 18 that covers them until they're 50, right? And so you're paying that low rate mm-hmm. at the beginning, and at some point. They might get really sick, and it might cover it. Most likely, you'll pay too much, but you'll pay a low rate. It will be a low rate that entire time, and by the end, it'll be nothing because of inflation. It'll have a really low rate locked in, just like life insurance. Like that is exactly why you do why life insurance exists that way. You you buy it early. The chances of you dying in the period are obviously not particularly high. Uh, so, but if, especially if you purchase it at a young age. And the same thing with health insurance. Your chances of getting very sick at a young age are low. But if you get leukemia, God forbid, five years from now, you're still going to have a nice low rate of a healthy person. Uh, but so many people would do this over so, you know, that you'd be able to pull the risk. They'd still be able to make their money. And it would be sensible for parents. It would be sensible for children. It would make a lot of sense to buy it over a longer period of time. Instead, we can't really do that. One of the reasons, as Rand Paul has argued, is you know you can't pool groups large enough, and so they won't allow you to go across state lines. They won't allow you to to to, uh, to join into uh, voluntary groups. You know, Rand Paul was saying like, what if the NRA offered a health plan? It's groups of millions and millions of people that mm-hmm. are all together in common interests. And they just said, you know what? We're going to offer a health care plan because we're going to pool the interests and, and risks of all the people that are uh, involved here. Why wouldn't they be able to do that? Right now, they can't. It's got to go through the insurance uh, uh, companies. Uh, and a lot of it's to do with tax benefits and, and, and everything else. Uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing that, uh, that that has developed here. And these, I don't think, I don't think, what the Republicans are trying to do is going to work. 
you really need to go back to basics. If it's this, I mean, to me, I like the catastrophic uh, idea. You make rich people got to pay for their own, poor people, uh, and, and, and some um, up to middle class people maybe uh, get a, can get a government subsidy. But to cover a, po a policy that is not paying for their coughing, it's paying for real insurance disasters. And if you have it, just go catastrophic and then let everyone else deal with their own insurance, you'd have a much more sensible thing and a much better, fun uh, better <coughs> functioning health market. Mm -hmm. uh, but just, you know, people are just like, that's too hard. It's essentially what the answer you get when you talk about this stuff. That's too hard. We, ha we already have something. We already have a system. People like getting it through their insurance. I hate getting it through work. It mm. keeps you in jobs you don't want to be in, as we know, right, Pat? Uh, oh. Um, no, it, but it does. It does this to a lot of people. People just stay in jobs that they don't want because mm -hmm. uh, they don't want to lose their benefits. And that's stupid, yeah. right? Like, you should be able to pay for these things on your own. And, you know, it would make a lot more sense than the way we're doing it right now. Mm -hmm.